lot of the, the guys in yourselves have talked about the shock tracker, and in general terms, we understand what it does, but what specifically does it do to help the team and appear to be a much better shooting team right now? Well, uh, I mean, listen, it's one of a thousand. It's, you know, there's, this is, like, I wish there was easy answers. There's just not. There's never easy answers. What it is is you just take a thousand little cuts at it and you hope that you make progress, right? And so that's what the shot tracker is for us. It's another tool. It's another tool to kind of help hold yourself and let coaches hold you accountable, right? And, and so, I mean, we all played this game, right? So we know that we know that when you have your 25 minutes or 30 minutes or 15 minutes of shooting during or before practice, like the shots just kind of blur together. They can blur together and, and you kind of sometimes just get in a rhythm and there's no accountability, there's no pressure, there's no record, there's no journal. I've told you guys before, I'm such a huge Angela Duckworth fan and she talks about deliberate practice, right? It's deliberate practice. It's going in with a goal and having a, a metric where you keep track and, and, and then actually being able to compare what your goal was to what you did. And that's what Shot Tracker does. It, it means that every single time you walk on the floor, you have a record of every single shot you took. And, and that just is one little cut about hopefully helping you become a better shooter. Is the way your team is shooting, especially from three right now, what you expected? Or is it any... Well, I, I, you know, I mean, I, th I we're going to make shots. Like, that's what we do. We're not going to make shots every game. Nobody makes shots every game. But, but we, we, we make shots. We believe we're going to make shots. We don't judge ourselves so much by shots made as we do by shots owned, right? And, um, you know, if, if you own your shot, then, then you're going to make a large portion of them. Like, when we go to the free throw line at the end of the game, and there's no time left, or there's one second left, and we're down one, you have to make two free throws to win it. Like, listen, the real, the reality is, is sometimes you're gonna miss a free throw. There's never been a human being on the planet that's never missed a free throw, right? But to give yourself the best chance to make that shot, you have to focus on walking up to the line and owning the shots, right? Not letting anything distract you from your approach to shooting it. So that's what we do. And we're going to miss some shots. You know, we're going to have games where we don't shoot it great, but we're not going to have that many of them because we're pretty good at owning our shots and our guys have bought into it pretty well. In the two games that Yoli's been back, and certainly this is from the outside looking in, it doesn't appear that there has been any issues integrating him back in. Everything seems to be fairly seamless in how things are moving. Did you expect that right away? Well, uh, we have had some major issues. We had a major issue in transition defense. We had a major issue in ball screen defense. So it hasn't been completely seamless. And I'm not putting that on Yoli. I'm just putting that on our team making adjustments. Um, you know, we were, uh, we were in the top 6%, I think, in the country, uh, you know, in our first nine games. And we've slipped down to the 11th percentile in the country in transition defense. That's a, that's a major drop in two games. That's a problem. But it was, you know, 95% was due to the Utah game. And so, uh, so while we have had a, a relatively seamless transition on the offensive end in some ways, we, there's, a, there's also some, some areas where, where we need to figure some things out about, like, changing the lineups and changing the mix and changing the rotation, doing things like that. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a huge credit to, to Yoli for not, not only being a talented player, but being such a great teammate. You know, we watch a bunch of film from, I watch a bunch of film from uh, UNLV with Yoli this morning, uh, some edits, and one of the edits was, was just his passing. And man, he's been 
so incredibly like free and willing to make the right play in the first two games. That's extraordinary. I told him, you know, I had a bunch of concerns with him coming back, and one of them was that this ball was going to get a little stick, and he's done exactly the opposite. I mean, the very first possession of the game, uh, he gets a post catch and has an angle on baseline, and he just turns around and whips a dart to Alex Barcelo in the corner without even thinking about anything else. He just makes the right simple play. Alex bangs a three, and off we're off to the races, right? Uh, and he continued playing that way throughout the whole game. Um, so his transition has been great. His ceiling is still so much higher. Like, he's, he's barely scratching the surface of what he needs to be for us to be a great team. You mentioned earlier schedule. Uh, is this something that you want going forward in future seasons? I know this year you didn't have much control over the slate, but is it something you want going forward this difficult stretch? You know, I, I, I love these games. I probably would have put in a, a, a breath somewhere, if that makes sense. Um, maybe two, right? And what I mean by that is just a time where um, one, we could get a couple days of practice in. Two, uh, maybe two or three games where I could actually get Blaze kneeled in, into the rotation to see if he could actually help us, right? And to get uh, Trevin Nell's going to help us, but but to get him some more minutes where he, I could see him on the floor more. I think that's been the most painful part of this this schedule is just we just I mean when do you, when have I had a chance to to actually give those guys a look and see if they can do anything? I mean every second on the floor has been absolute desperation just to keep competing. And um, now the reason why that's been the biggest problem with the schedule is because our guys have been so tough and together. For, for most teams, most seasons, our team would have, like we would have crumbled for a couple games and not just, you know, dropped an over game because the coach isn't very good, but we would, have, we would have, you know, been so exhausted and fatigued and beat up that we would have come in and not shown up for a game. And, and you know, that hasn't happened yet. And, and, and so... For most teams with this type of schedule, that's going to happen, and, and these guys have just been so fantastic at it. So those would be my, my two concerns. What do you know about uh, Nevada and that coaching staff with Alford? Well, he's a great coach. Man, he's a good coach. He's a really, really good coach, and he's going to do great things there. It's unbelievable what Nevada's done. Ever since Trent Johnson, what was it, 20 years ago, they've just kind of put together coach after coach after coach. It's been unbelievable. And um, he certainly is, I mean, he fits in that group exactly. And he's really smart, uh, so it's a well-coached team. They have three perimeter guys and a, and, and a player off the bench that are just so explosive. You know, this 22, Jazz, is like he's a player we haven't seen yet, and that makes me nervous because we're, we're 10 games in or 11? 10 games in? 11 games in, and we haven't seen him yet, and meaning this genre of player that, that just lives to race as fast as he can off, can off screens and just bang shots. I mean, he's... You know, we played Virginia Tech where we played Nolly, the freshman who is just a gunner, right? But he's not like, he's different in the fact that how he gets to his shot. So Jazz makes me nervous. So it'll be interesting to see how we respond to that. Uh, there are other two guards, you know, uh, two, I just know numbers. He just put up 31 at Air Force and, and is scoring at all three levels. And their starting point guard 14 is, you know, herky jerky and got a good mid-range game. He's actually been shooting it great the last five games, shooting it way better. I think at 47% clip the last five games. So those guys are really dangerous. Their bigs are, uh, their starting bigs are really tough. They rebound the ball. They'll seal. Uh, they, they're pretty solid ball screen defense, but they're not huge. They haven't been incorporated in the offense in a huge way. 
but they're they're they have a freshman off the bench, they're back up four fifteen who really shoots it. And so when he comes in, it kind of changes dynamic game. So we're, we're concerned about all these. I'm concerned about transition. They th- pass ahead and shoot the three as well as anybody we've played. They're averaging 99 points in the last two games uh, against Air Force and um, Santa, Clara. Santa Clara. And one of those games on the road, they're averaging 99. That's an explosive team because those are two teams that guard. You don't score 100 points on Air Force. I mean, you play Air Force, you're like, we got 40, yes, right? These guys put up 100. So, um, so obviously we're concerned with them on the offensive end. And then, and then defensively, uh, they'll throw in some 3-2 zone just in, in moments. They kind of have tried some funky stuff based on out of bounds where they'll kind of throw in kind of weird, uh, unreadable kind of zone just on the entry and then play. Those are little tweaks. And then... Ball screen defense, they, they kind of have shown some downing and, and there's some kind of switching in ball first, but it's it's pretty, you know, amorphous right now. All those things are things on my mind. Are you talking about Andy Dalton? I'm sorry, yeah. I was just thinking about TCU. Yeah. About Dalton Nixon. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know where they came from. My twin sister was at TCU and Andy Dalton oh, was a quarterback nice. there. So oh, that's nice. why. Um, but can you talk to me about Dalton Nixon and what led him to have a career night at yeah. UNLV? So I can't remember if we talked about this on Saturday, but you know I had to go to Dalton Nixon a week ago, I think a week ago, and here's a guy who is playing at an all-time level, right? And he's you know he he gets us to six and three, and he's you know we've talked about how proficient he's been from the three-point line and how unbelievable what a job he's done on uh, an undersized team trying to manage the boards and play out of position and do all these things. And ha- he's had an unbelievable start of the season. And here, he's probably been the winning spirit of our team. And I go to him and say, I'm going to yank your starting spot, right? And um, so this is the thing about Dalton. We've been saying it since the first day we were here working him out. And you're like, this kid's just a winner. This game, when you give to this game with no agenda, when you just give your whole heart and soul to this game, it, it rewards you. It do, it's a rule. And not very many people are willing to do it, to give their whole heart and soul and take away their agendas, just give everything they have to this game. And he does it. And so it's what the game does. I'm not surprised. You know what Dalton had to do to, to get a career high? He had to give up his starting spot and just give that last thing he's got going right now to this game. And. There's not many players that are willing to do it. There's not many teams that are fortunate enough to have a guy that 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 has a heart and a winning attitude to do it. But he's just special, man. He's. I think there's no coach in America that wouldn't kill to get him on their team at any level because he just helps you win. And so that's that's what helps Dalton get to to a career high, right? Is he just is playing right now just purely to do whatever he can to help this team win. He's playing with great confidence, but he's earned that. He's he's a stud, man. I love him. You know, another guy that uh, gives himself to the team on practice seems like it's, it's Harward. Uh, did you get any decision yet on him at all? Is yeah, so, uh, yeah, Rich is not, did not get the waiver. So, you got the so yeah, so he, he's, he's, he's been a little uh, a little uh, even more animated than normal in, in practice. He's got some frustration. I'm praying he doesn't break one of my guys in half right now. But uh, he's, he's a beautiful guy, and he's going to have an unbelievable career here, and he's just such a monster. And so he's just a monster. Like, our guys don't want to go near him. So... Uh, but but we won't see him this season. How was getting Yoli back in lineup maybe changed the way you call offensively what you want to run? 
Yeah, so I don't know. I'm trying to figure it out, you know. Um, he certainly, you know, I feel like he's, 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 he's obviously had two incredible offensive nights, one that showed up on a stat sheet and one that maybe didn't show up on a stat sheet as glaringly, but both efforts were incredible. Like, you know, scouts watching his offensive game from the first two games are just shaking their heads being like, this guy, is what does he not do, right? Yeah, he's passing the ball so freely in such a great clip, and he's making shots, and he's really efficient in the post. He's catching every ball, and he's dealing with double teams. You know, probably my favorite play was, you know, he got a catch on the left block uh, against UNLV in the first half, and they brought a monster right away. It's kind of a mishandled catch, and he brought it, and he stepped through and stepped back, and that's where most guys either cough it up or kind of throw a duck out that's deflected, and he throws a laser, a laser bounce pass out to TJ just to get us back up and going. You're just like, he looks like different than everybody else. He just does. And um, so in terms of play calling, I mean, I think it, 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 it probably makes my life a little bit easier. It makes us... It allows us probably to feel more confident that you can stop the game just for a possession and say, hey, we're going to actually, actually kind of get through at least the beginning of this action. We know we can actually get through it, right, without other options. And, um, you know, I think it, it probably is a, a little bit kryptonite for me too in terms of at some point I'm going to be frustrated with myself because I, I helped us get a little sticky and I don't want to do that. But with him being so free passing right now, I think I can call his number anytime, and we'll still get a great flow. Um, and you know, it's a different dynamic too. We just have more depth. Uh, I got to figure out, you know, uh, I got to figure out how to like keep Kobe Lee really, really vibrant and alive right now with Yoli on the floor because we're a little bit bigger. The floor spacing's not quite what it was before for Kobe. Um, and Yoli's so such a dominating presence in the post that like I just got to figure that out a little bit. Um, and I haven't done a good job in the first two games, but you know, it's, it's, hey, it's rich people problems, man. I'll take it. It's, it's awesome. You mentioned the scouts. I mean, how often are they coming through and inquiring about? Well, you know, they're paying attention to him every day. I mean, it just is. He's just he's just that player. Like he's so intriguing, and and as he, you know, as he continues to round out his game, like we talked about earlier, like ball screen defense, he had moments where he was great against UNLV, like great, where he was like, ooh, this guy is interesting. And then he had some moments where he just was like, ah, it's not, I'm not interested, right? And same in transition defense, he had some moments where like, ooh, this guy's really interesting. And some moments were like, nah, I'm not interested. And so he's going to transform those, you know, and other parts of his game to where, you know, everyone gets so excited. They, they watch some of the things he does offensively, and they're going to be just as excited about some of the things he does regularly defensively. And, and, and that's 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 where he is right now. That's why he came back, and that's what he's going to get done. I have all the confidence in the world that he'll do that. Good. Thanks, guys. Appreciate y'all.